Hello and welcome to Easy Operations, episode 20. My name is Ron. This week I'm joined by, well every week I'm joined by Mondo. Say hi Mondo. Hi Mondo. <laughs> and I'm joined by James. Yo, yo, yo. Alright guys, well, we got a chance to go to NXT Live last night. This was a nice slow treat that we had ourselves. And this is basically a house show that was from NXT and... What I really liked about it was that it was a super small venue, whereas we thought it was going to be at the Microsoft Theater here at LA Live, which is a more traditional concert venue. It was actually at the theater that I literally didn't know existed called the Novo. Uh, it's and not really a theater. It's more it's of a club. It's a club yeah, that like converted a, into a... Uh, okay. But uh, it has a balcony, though. Yeah, because yeah. they do concerts and all that, too. Okay, like, it was there small, you go. like a small venue. Yeah, yeah, people so, tend to dance on the first level, you know, kind of like, a, I think there's something like that in Vegas as well. Oh, nice. Well, I thought that was a really cool venue. Felt like going to independent wrestling. Mondo, you would know better than I would. But to me, it felt like going to independent wrestling without, of course, the eight-hour wait. Mondo, oh, what did you think that's, about this? That's where I, I draw the line, sir. <laughs> no pun intended. I want my eight-hour wait. I want to somewhat talk wrestling with other, you know, fellow... <laughs> Murder the autos there, but uh, no, you know, no waiting in line. Nobody brought like a canopy or anything like that. Board games, so we can socialize. So it's just kind of like, hey, you're you're in there, you're in there. All right. I agree. And then what's nice about the small venues, regardless of where you're sitting, sitting, it's relatively close to the ring, so you you're bound to get a good view regardless. Because we were pretty high up on the mezzanine or the balcony, uh, but yet it was still very clear and easy to see uh, event. Oh yeah. Well, what was your favorite match? Uh, definitely the Bobby Roode and uh, Roderick Strong match, the finale. They went all out on this. I thought it was pay-per-view quality. Uh, and I'm surprised they even went all out just for a house show. Um, I believe they should go out because, you know, you got to perfect your craft. Um, although you don't want to take too many unnecessary bumps. And I'm going to say that was one of my favorites. But I did like the uh, triple threat match uh, for the women's title. You had Asuka. Uh, the reigning defending NXT champion. Whoa, almost sounded like uh, Paul Heyman there. Uh, uh, versus Ember Moon and Nikki Cross from Sanity. That was a, a great title match there between the women. Yeah, that that was a solid. That would be one of my picks as well. But uh, on a slight variation to it, I just think because of more of what the crowd was having fun with it, they had this women's tag match with a couple of uh, newbies oh God, that Mandy. I certainly mm-hmm. had never seen. There was this... A uh, woman named Mandy something, and then another girl with a very country song. What was her name, James? You got a better memory of <laughs> uh, Sarah something, Sarah Deville or something like there that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just funny because the crowd was having a, a funny time with it, and, and like it may have bordered on a little bit harassing, but it was hey. kind of funny. <laughs> it was no harassment, man. I meant every word. I wanted her to be on our side of the ring. I love you, Mandy. Thank you. Uh, and that LA crowd was uh, very smart-filled. Yes, they were. <laughs> but it was fun and like kind of people were like wanting them to come back afterwards. It was that Cassius Ono versus uh, Hideo Itami. Uh, honestly, like, hey. Yeah, that was uh, the worst match of that the That was a snoozer. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's why we were chanting for Mandy to come back out. <laughs> it seemed like they didn't put any effort or I'm not sure what was going on. They were just stalling or or not going all out i'm assuming because i don't know they're just saving their bodies or whatever for um takeover which is in a week or so but yeah that was the only downside of the whole event i thought this was better than most pay-per-views that was you know that we saw lately um 
and it was cool. Nice seeing, you know, these house shows while they don't have the bombastic pyros or big screens, uh, it, it's all action and no filler. So you don't get any, you don't need any of the promotions, any of them just talking, just all wrestling. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's what I like the best about it is that it's just, you get right into the action. They're playing up to the crowd. It's a very intimate setting in terms of the, the size of the arena and uh, I actually liked it better. I had gone to a house show around uh, December for WWE, and I had more fun at this one. I felt like the matches were a little bit better as well. I agree. All right. Well. Yeah. All right. I thought it was all right. <laughs> you thought it was all right, not like super good. Have you ever gone to Mondo? Have you ever gone to a WWE house show? Uh, yes. Back so in the day. How did this compare? And, uh, you know what? Um, I I just thought it was kind of like, eh, I still questioned the venue a little bit. I know they wanted to get the indie feel, and I think you guys actually got it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Most people are going to end up being like that, or or sometimes even worse, (laughs) because they're pretty much yelling out uh, way more uh, profanity to the wrestlers when you're at an indie show. So, yeah, just, you know, FYI. But it it was great. Overall, good feel. But uh, I just feel like, man, for being the last show on this uh, West Coast tour, I feel that they should have gone. I think it was the first show. No, no, no. They said it was the last one. Uh, no, because uh, right after Brooklyn, this is they're going to Bakersfield, and then from Bakersfield, there's one more on oh, this. Okay, side. so I, I probably heard this, the. This uh, was the first the one. Wrong then, but yeah, if you're gonna do LA, then you know, do it big. <laughs> okay, well, you know, you've certainly gone to the best case scenario of the indie shows. So, but for me, this was like a little safe entry point, no lines needed, and uh, hey, I was taking it. I'll, I'll wait in line for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, we appreciate it. Same here. I would definitely go again. All right. Well, Mondo, uh, I saw an outline here, and it very much intrigued me that, uh, unfortunately, I'm sad to report that your second Elite controller has died on you. That's two, uh, Mondo. Yeah, yeah this is two. now your second one, and these controllers are not cheap. They now, retail at $149.99. What happened? Did, is it the same issue with the trigger or, or the bumpers? No, this time uh, I was playing Injustice 2 because uh, I'm pretty much a fiend on the game right now. And... Um, so I was playing. I didn't realize like my dog, uh, uh, Jesse. She came up and kind of like was happy to see me. She kind of nudged me in my uh, Vertigear chair, and this thing rolls around. So I lost my balance and I was about to freak out. So I kind of wanted to grab onto the handlebars and kind of brace for impact, but I didn't fall. In doing so, I let go of my controller, and when I did that, the controller landed on the left analog stick. And I figured, like, oh, okay, you know what? It landed on the analog stick. It should be fine. Uh, nope. I tried moving the left uh, analog stick, and it was just, like, this grinding noise. Ugh. Oh, wow. So Keep uh, in mind that uh, Mondo's floor is hardwood as well, so any impact is uh, pretty damaging. Yeah, and, and like they said, this is the second Elite controller, and I did previously order a scuff back uh, a few years back. Same thing. Hits the hardwood floor, and uh, yeah, it's gone. So I think I've gone through like about four or five controllers. Which, oh, yeah, such bad. Kind of sucks. You need to get uh, one of those uh, controller condoms, like the <laughs> things that you wrap around, like little plastic thing, or not plastic, those little silicon. It might be something to that. I know. <laughs> you know you should, it's gonna look whack, but I mean, you ain't gonna go out on a like to some girl like, hey, you want to see my controller? Anyways, so I mean, might as well protect it as best as you can. You know, and Almost, I wasn't uh, mad. I wasn't mad that it broke. I'm like, I'm just glad I have a dog that's actually happy to see me. So um, with that, it's just, uh, I think I'm not going to buy an Elite controller uh, from now on. I'm just going to buy something generic, maybe another uh, controller from uh, Microsoft. I'm using my Day One 2013 edition, and I really don't want to break this one. This is the last controller I've got 
And what's nice about those new controllers, they offer Bluetooth now, so you can pair it to your phone or your computer wirelessly now. Well, what's cool about the... Actually, what I don't like about the day one is because I have that same one is that it doesn't have the rubberized grip that the newer controllers do, mm-hmm. or the um, audio three point five audio built in. You oh yeah, you got to use the hockey puck type thing. Um, but you know what, Mondo, just use that one till it goes, and then you know you can upgrade to at least the newer style esque type controller. Should I wait until the Xbox One comes out because it'll come with a controller? <laughs> oh yeah, fair enough. That's if you're true. gonna upgrade to the One X, that's a great uh, strategy. Just don't break your controller before then. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna gonna be very very aware of my surroundings from now on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll wrap everything. Glad you got something in the meantime. Um, all right, I'm well, playing Xbox right now. <laughs> <laughs> For our movie section, it looks like it was just me this week, and I didn't really go to the movies, but I saw something on Netflix. This was something we had mentioned in the trailers. Guys, I saw Okja. I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but this was a movie that was uh, from the director of Snowpiercer. Um, And did any of you see this besides me? No, I'm not sure about a super pig movie. I would have to be in, in the mood for it. Okay, so I don't know. I just was... He's curious about this movie. And by the way, I actually thought it was a hippo when I first saw the trailer. <laughs> but w- what this movie is, is um, this corporation designed a genetically modified super pig that is supposed to have like better quality meat, less produce less waste, eat less, and, and all this. Uh, but the side effect is that it made it very smart. And uh, they gave them to multiple people throughout the world to take care of. And we focus on the storyline of... This one, I believe it's, uh, I, I want to say they're Korean because the director's Korean. And um, it's this little girl that lives in the mountains with her grandfather. And she's grown to really love this pig. And now, 10 years later, which was the promise to all the people who were given the pigs as babies, they need to uh, take back this pig. And it's just the story of what happens when this pig that you love, your pet, now gets taken away from you and you want it back. So, I thought you were going to tell me a swerve there, which would have made me more yeah. interested, is if well, the pig went crazy and started wrecking towns and all that stuff. Well, it does start to get wreck a little bit of damage when it goes into the city. Okay. Um, but the first half of this movie is great. When they establish this relationship with the girl and the pig, you do really feel like they have a connection. And uh, it really does feel like a genuine character, even those computer graphics. Um, but... What I didn't like about this movie is that they have the villains of this, which are basically people that work for the corporation. And I guess pretty much anyone that's not the little girl and this pig and the grandfather, everyone feels super cartoonish. And the the main villain is played by Tilda Swinton, who was also in Snowpiercer. And I think she was very kind of over the top in that one as well. So I don't know if that's a directorial style, but you got Jake Gyllenhaal in this one and he's playing it super over the top as well. And it just kind of took me out of it uh, a bit. I, I didn't like that as much. And uh, so, is it, does it just feel tonally off? So, where the main characters they felt more grounded, but then whenever yeah. it went to the villains, yeah. it was just too crazy. I see. Yeah. And uh, at a certain point, this movie gets dark. Oh, I'm um, good. That. All right. Uh, okay. If you're queasy about where your food comes from and how it's made. I wouldn't recommend you that you see this movie because it, you know, it gets really intense 
so uh, you know, I don't want to reveal too much about it, but uh, it just it shifts the tone where you're like, oh, this is this is dark, and um, you know, so would I don't... you say like it's uh, it goes from a PG thirteen to a rated R movie, or more of a yeah. family movie into a horror movie? I, I yes, family to horror, um, but like horror because it's a realistic scenario. You know, it's one of these things that it's like, and well, I, except and I for know, the giant uh, hippo. You know, like yeah, but like a lot of vegetarians, this is the argument they use for why they are vegetarians. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes you don't want to ask the questions of where your food comes from and how it's delivered to you. Right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Is this so? Does this movie kind of push that message too yes. hard over the head? Uh, okay. it, it might, yeah. I see. And uh, so it was a little uncomfortable. And I don't think I like this movie very much. So, you know, uh, I'm going to say it was about a C for me. So okay. not as good as Snowpiercer. No, no, not as good as Snowpiercer. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll make sure to just check it out whenever I have nothing else to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. No Nicolas Cage, huh? No, no, no Nicolas Cage. Cage. Oh, <laughs> that that might have made it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and uh, for TV shows, I got a chance to catch up on Ballers Season 2. Uh, season 3 has just begun. It's only about two episodes, maybe three episodes in. I basically left off at Season 2, and uh, I'm digging it. I did feel like Season 1 was stronger, um, but this is an entertaining show. If you're really interested in how athletes, what they do with their money when you have these guys that – aren't accustomed to having money and they're young and they're stupid and they're not mature and how they do crazy decisions with their money and it and just at the same time the reality of like football contracts and the, and the behind the scenes it's really interesting i think the rock does a great job in the performance of this and uh, a lot of cameos from pro football players i didn't recognize a lot of them uh but if yeah but if you're into football you would totally recognize these guys and uh it's it's a good show. I know James, you you were watching this. Are you completely caught up, or what did you leave off on it? Right. I think the show, just in general, kind of takes a little bit to get going. Uh, I honestly thought halfway into the first season is when it actually started getting really entertaining with the drama. I think the drama aspect is the best part of this. I do really like the sports agent side of things yeah. on uh, contracts and how that things that work. I can see people not liking that aspect and focusing more on the drama, but I highly am entertained by it. Just think of Entourage, but with sports agents instead of a celebrity, um, which I, you know, even though not relatable, I find a little bit more interesting because I prefer sports. Um, and it's interesting in these basketball or football, these how these contracts work and how teams uh, uh, treat their players sometimes. The only thing I don't like about this show is I don't like that the actor that plays the Miami coach, he's like that director in real life. He, he talks kind of weird. Like, oh, that that's the that's the. Uh, I don't like his accent that's or the his, director of the show. No, he's not the director of the show, but he's oh. a director in real life. Oh yeah, um, I like him, Peter, Peter Berg. <laughs> no, he's he's cool. I just don't like the way he acts or like his his, his way he talks. It just bothers me but overall if you're into entourage and that style of show and then there's drama within it it's uh very entertaining and then did you know that that um what's the name uh the main um football player number 18 i forgot his name rich uh he is uh denzel washington's son oh what 
Oh, which which football player? The, uh, the big guy or the one no, that's the, uh, like the, the running back? The running back, the number oh. 18. Oh, wow. That's his son. Puerto Rican guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mondo, do you happen to watch the show? Uh, you know what? I saw the first episode uh, when I had HBO, uh, when it first aired, I think about a year ago or so. Um, about two years ago, yeah. Uh, don't remember. I wanted to get into it, but uh, too much money for uh HBO. Uh, fair enough, but if you happen to get a chance to, you know, come across HBO as a subscription again, I would recommend it. I think you would dig it if you stuck with it. I, I I know you're into like the sports stuff and all the contracts, so I think you might dig the show. And the rock is great. You get yeah. to see a lot of rock. Does he does physique. he do the people's eyebrow? <laughs> uh, quite often actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's gonna do it for our TV and movie segment. Now let's get into some news. Uh Death Wish is going to get a remake. Um, guys, I'll be honest with you. I knew the, about these movies, but I didn't watch any of them. I always thought that Charles Bronson guy just looked like an old guy even when I was a kid. I'm like, who's this? Who's this old guy? Middle-aged guy trying to, like, you know, be the Punisher over here. But that's uh, the point. He's yeah. an old man that has a Death Wish. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, well. Wish they were dead, like the Simpsons would. So this is not for me. And Bruce Willis is the... Is the new Charles Bronson, if you will, in this one? And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think about this? Mondo, what do you think? I love it. Uh, I watched the uh, you know those syndicated uh, you know edited uh, movie editions on Fox yeah. Channel Five, Channel Thirteen. Yeah. So I really dug it. You know, it was just like uh, I think it was like your like you know like James said it was uh, he was like the Punisher, but an old Punisher, so to speak. So I would always uh, find it interesting how this. Uh, old man would get the upper hand on just you know these young kids, and especially back how they would edit things back in the uh, I believe this these movies came out like in the seventies or eighties, if I'm not mistaken, seventies. Yeah. So it was just kind of interesting. And when I saw the trailer to Death Wish with uh, Bruce Willis, one of my favorite uh, all-time action uh, heroes, next to uh, Van Damme, that too. That that I'm being biased because I am also bald. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I really enjoy uh, his action movies. Uh, you know, I hope hopefully he has like some comedic presence, and I think in uh, one of the the shots in the trailer, he just kind of does. So I, I can't wait for it. So you know, big huge Bruce Willis fan, and I like where this is going. To me, it's just uh, Bruce Willis being Bruce Willis in another Bruce Willis style movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of these uh, take matters into your own hand type movies. It kind of feels generic. It's not, like uh, red, Reds, right? When he, it was like the old superheroes, basically. Right. Well, yeah. that, but just like the whole take, you know, I'm a, I'm a vigilante. I'm, you know, screw the cops. I'm going to take matters, you know, and take on the bad guys myself. Uh, it's like that, that trope is now an old thing and it feels a little dated however the only positive i can think of on this other than the trailer using rap in it <laughs> effectively uh is that it's directed by eli roth and he's yeah. known for his gore so i'm kind of curious to see how creative oh, his skills are uh oh, in this man. movie so that might be a saving grace for this so it might be one of those like entertaining like oh let's just root for this guy and see how creative like what kind of creative uh kills that he can do so well, that anything. seems like a, a, a like a good man name movie for us. Yeah, <laughs> not to spoil anything, but like uh, there's this one scene in the trailer where, uh, like, I guess uh, one of the uh, criminals is like, "Oh, you know, you can't kill me." He's like, "I'm not," but the jack will. I guess the carjack. There's like an automobile, you know, laying over this uh, uh, criminal who's a apparently a mechanic, and he just like pulls on the chain, 
And they don't show what happens, so I'm just kind of curious. Like, yeah, I'm ho- I'm hoping since it's Eli Roth, he's gonna go full on extreme gore with that. So that's you know, I want that to be as campy as possible, and it'll be entertaining. All right. Well, this next one is kind of interesting. Uh, you know, no sooner did Disney get celebrated for putting their movies on Netflix. I thought it was the coolest thing. We could now watch the Marvel movies. We could watch Star Wars. They threw Rogue One on there. It was so cool, right? Like, actually, I watched Moana. It was a bunch of stuff. And now they're like, you know what? No, Netflix. We're going to do our own. We're taking our ball and going home and basically building our own court. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, here, here's a little tease. You you taste what it feels like to have our movies. And now we're going to take it back. Sorry. Yeah, so apparently they're starting their own network. Uh, that is going to be launched in 2019, and they basically bought a majority stake in uh, this company called BamTech, which is the technology that the Major League Baseball Network uses. And I think actually the WWE Network. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what though? <laughs> but they had a really good technology for streaming, and if I'm not mistaken, the WWE Network uh, piggybacked off of that technology as well. That's right. Yeah. So. Um, that's the thing is that say what you will about baseball, but they got this uh, streaming down and uh, to the extent that Disney is going to buy these guys out. So I – James, do you know when the movies are going to disappear from Netflix? Well, uh, according to the article that I read, at the end of 2019. So we still got a lot of time. Okay. okay. But after that, it's pretty much an all-streaming future on their specific service. All right. Now, let me let me ask Mondo this. Given that these movies are going to be somewhere else, is it enough for you to get and subscribe to a Disney streaming service? Oof, if they continue like, uh, what are those, uh, Daredevil, Blue Cage, Defenders over to that new network, then yeah, I'll make the switch. Yeah, I that's really the thing that you got to the... consider is because like a lot of the... Are they uh, taking the those originals? Uh, even if they don't, you, you know they're going to do their own original content. Oh, like For man. example, what if they're premiere thing that's going to debut with the network is a live action Star Wars TV series. Oh man. <laughs> that's going to be like, damn, now I have to yeah, <laughs> to get this stream. They make their own original content. If I guarantee you that's something I bet you they're planning. That's why it's so long away that they're going to just pop in with the ne- like with that network as a, you know, original series uh that you can only get exclusively on the Disney network. So, oh man, I can only imagine that and um, and I'm gonna see this as a pro- you know a good value proposition for uh, people with kids because I imagine you know they pretty much I uh, these kids only love Disney and these like animations and Pixar or whatever and it would be nice just to have service just solely on that they don't have to sift through things that's on Netflix and um, if they offer one of those like offline downloads even better because they can take them on the road with their iPads or whatever um, but this future I'm not you know. Back in the day when Netflix and Hulu first came out or whatever, we were like, yeah, we can finally get rid of cable, right? And it's like, oh, we're only paying 20 bucks for both of them. And that's yeah. so much of a savings. But now, like, yep. if everyone's going on their own network, you start it's to just going to add, add them up. up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's almost going back to cable again. But the thing is, cable never had, you know, uh, these, you know, newer Marvel movies or Star Wars or Disney or Pixar uh, content on it. So this is... It's gonna be a interesting situation by the time that comes up, but I'm I'm theorizing that there's gonna be a lot of original content that's gonna be produced for it. That's gonna make people want to join that. Well, I Star was... Wars is gonna. I'm like, uh, I guess I gotta. 
hey man if we could share it we might as well right I know, <laughs> if they, I, if they I, love I, sharing it we can we just do it right <laughs> <laughs> I was about to poo-poo this, and I was going to say, I don't, I'm not going to get this. I'm going to see these movies in the movie theater. But when you mentioned the exclusive content, oof, that's, that might be something that I'd have to That would be the game changer, for. right? Like, yeah, because for me, same thing. Like, I buy most of the Marvel movies or Disney movies uh, that I like anyways. But then, man, if I can only get these li- uh, live-action original content on the network, it's like, ugh, let's share it, guys. <laughs> Yeah, well, and you you bring up an interesting point is when you talk about kids, and I was thinking, you know how all Disney is notorious for like we're bringing these from the Disney vaults, and and you can't get their movies after a certain period of time. Right. What if they now have them all? The vault, the vault is the network, so they never go away, and they're always available, and you can watch like classic stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, that, that's I guarantee cool. you that's their marketing plan to it. Yep. And then- that's how they'll retain it because it's, you know, one person may buy one movie at 20 bucks, but if you can keep someone paying 20 bucks every month, that's even a bigger revenue for them. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll stay tuned in 2019 and see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into some games. Uh, Mondo, let's start out with you. What are you playing? Uh, mentioned earlier, still playing uh, Injustice and uh, just been grinding uh, Starfire. Uh, new DLC character for Injustice 2. Uh, yeah, any good? She, she's okay. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm not liking her combos at the moment. I hear she's a very noob-friendly character from what I read. Okay, that's she, good. She is because uh, some of the combos are easy to pull off, but the easy ones, they they, they don't do too much damage, uh, in my opinion. But um, I was just trying to figure it out on my own. Uh, I don't want to kind of cheese it and look at the uh, combos guide, but... Uh, when I let the AI kind of do its thing a little bit, um, she's pretty powerful. <laughs> so I'm kind of like in the middle with her. Um, so I just got to get more time with her. I've only played her, what, like five times uh, during this past week. So uh, I just think she's all she's all right in my book right now. Now, Ron, since you have this game too, uh, is Starfire part of the edition that you bought? <laughs> okay, yes, Uh Good point. Yes, because she is included in the quote-unquote season pass. I, I ended up getting uh, the Ultimate Edition, but I am true to my word, guys, and that I did not pay full price for this game. I picked it up at $60 um, for the what would have been 100 bucks. Full 60 bucks technically. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, yeah, but I paid full price for the $100 edition. Right. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? So I oh, felt good about so that. But let me complain to you why <laughs> this thing doesn't go far enough. You know, they just recently uh, announced some Bizarro premium skins. For those Skin, of you yeah. that don't know, this is uh, not – it's kind of like a new character, but it's not really. But you have to buy these with in-game currency. Um or you can grind throughout the game, and on a recent podcast, I was hearing somebody said that it takes 20 hours to get as much credits that you would get for one skin. And when you buy the premium edition, it allows you to have, I think, to purchase up to like one premium skin, plus it included two of them. But there's a good, what, Mondo, how many? Five, six? Duh, nine premium skins Ooh. altogether. Yeah, see? And... If I'm getting Ultimate Edition, I'm sorry if I'm raising my voice here, guys. I better have everything in this damn game. <laughs> yeah, because it's uh, basically you're looking at Bizarro. He's the uh, counter uh, character for uh, Superman. You got, uh, is it Hal Jordan for uh, Green Lantern? No, uh, John, John Stewart. Stewart. John Stewart, there we go. Yep. Power Girl. Power, Power Girl. Girl. 
that came reverse with flash. A, re, the reverse flash and old flash. Yeah, uh, old flash. And, uh, Vixen, Vixen grid, which you can get for free by uh, uh, you know linking your uh, mobile game with your uh, system. Which is That's an easy one. That's fair. Um, and I, I immediately download deleted that. By the way, as soon as I got my skin. <laughs> Those have no time to play are mobile cool game. because like they have their own voices, they do their own interaction. Exactly. But the only drawback is that you can't put armor on them. That's the only yeah. thing. Well, it's only it's only cool to play like in like versus mode uh, yeah. with your friends with it, but not necessarily you can't like equip uh, a mod. Because I love the John Stewart uh, Green Lantern, but I have to equip the white boy gear instead. <laughs> 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 yeah, to see my new gear. <laughs> yeah, but. Other than that, you know, it's Ron. You, you should have waited just for the extreme ultimate version. I so, know, and like you said, man, that would have been like two years in. So, yeah. and, and and what really got me is that I'd this, be playing Ron. You would, but but <laughs> as you mentioned, this game has like timed events that you can get pretty cool stuff from, and I kind of want to be in on that. I don't know how long they're going to be able to continue those type of events for. Or is uh, Mondo, is Ron able to still get the Wonder Woman movie costume or no more? Or he has to wait till the event comes back? He has to wait until the event comes back. And this is the other problem. Uh, They're not really telling us when because on the first day, and get this, guys, the first, very first day, they had an event where you can get Nightwing gear for uh, Robin. And then that was it. I haven't seen the event come back again. They were like, oh, yeah, we're going to well, announce it again. Okay. That's, ev- that's every these games that have events. They don't announce their events till when it's closer to comes out. Because, True. But know, the game's been out for like about, what, three months now? Well, it should be longer than one day. Yeah, well, it shouldn't be longer for one day. And maybe then there it was, was like, for uh, the day one, day zero crowd just to reward them. It's like, hey, here's an event for you. You guys are the fans that bought this earlier than everyone else. You deserve a like reward. I missed out. I feel like I missed out. Well, that's how you guys. You snooze, you lose, yeah, right? Yeah, basically. No dark side for Ron. No dark side no for dark me. Side for Ron. Unbelievable. You can buy him, right? I'm not gonna buy him. <laughs> I paid enough but, for this game. But you have, but you have a, like a empty spot that just like right there, man. I know. I might end up tossing him some money. <laughs> At least I didn't pay him full price. Damn it. That's true. That's true. Okay, I'm All supporting right. these guys. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. Uh, next up for me, uh, this is going to be uh, early impressions, but I popped in uh, Wolfenstein The Old Blood. This is the standalone. Uh, it's a prequel to the Wolfenstein, uh, what is that one called? New Blood. New Blood. Uh, is it really? Mm-hmm. New Blood? Oh. <laughs> it's called the New Blood. Out with the blood, other old blood. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> Your own blood. <laughs> <laughs> I should remember the names of these damn games. <laughs> Okay, well, look, I played it, and um, the graphics look great. Uh, I put this on. Yeah, they hold up. Um, I great uh, immersiveness in the storyline. Um, I played it on the difficulty that's just below the easiest one. And well, there's one uh, below easy. Yeah, yeah. The the one that makes you feel bad because it puts a little baby bonnet on oh. his head. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't do baby mode, but I did one above that. I see, I see. So you didn't want to go too easy mode. I'm in toddler mode. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it, it seems fun so far. Um, but uh, as I said, I only played it for about maybe an hour or so. But uh, I'll give a little more details impression on it later. But... Looking forward to New Colossus? Yeah, that's why, and I just wanted to kind of uh, get in that storyline, get in that to feel for the game again. Word, me too. I'm excited for the new one. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, what about you, James? Uh, 
one, I just want to get out of the way. I finally beat Mass Effect. I know I've been talking about this for the past few yes. weeks. Yes. Uh, I am very satisfied with the ending and how it, uh, you know, the story ended up being. Um, a lot of people don't give this game credit. It's yeah. you know, people look past the bugs and all that stuff. As of right now, a lot of that is pretty much fixed. Uh, it's actually a generally good story. I wouldn't rank it up there with number two or three, but I think it's still better than part one. Um, and it's it holds its you know it holds its own alongside with them. Then it's no you know, Commander Shepard. You have to get used to a new group of people. Even though uh, you know these past games, you we went through many games with them, and we want to see them again. It's gonna it's gonna be like starting over. And uh, I quite enjoy it. And the last um, set pieces are pretty pretty epic. Uh, is all I can say. And uh, if you mainline the game, it's not. It's actually pretty short, shorter yeah, than I expected. I would say it's about eighteen hours, eighteen to twenty hours. If you how just how many side missions did you do? I did strictly the loyalty missions and some by accident, not knowing that there were side missions because in the beginning you kind of go through tutorials of, yeah. and then see these like question marks and you're not sure if they're the well, main ones or not. Um, but yeah, twenty hours is really and it's uh you even after you beat the game, you can always go back to it if you enjoy it enough and then uh, go and complete those other side missions. There's seems to be a limitless amount because um there are primary story planets and and worlds that you discover, but there's so many other solar systems and planets in between that you can uncover and 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 do missions for. It seems like the actual amount of content you get in this game is way more than its value. I think it's, you know, 30 bucks or 35 or 40 bucks right now. This game can easily go over 100 hours. You know, I'm not a fan of this little trend of these unlimited uh, missions. Like, uh, Fallout 4 started to do this. Uh, actually, no, it started with uh, Dragon Age. That basically, they have these missions that you just get experience. To me, side missions are fun when they either provide you a piece of story content or a sweet piece of loot. This and one does a decent job at that story yeah. part. Not necessarily, not the loot, essentially, but uh-huh. the the story stuff. It's not bad. It's not as bad. I still rank uh, in terms of side missions. Um, the Witcher being the prime uh, bar that should be set for side side missions. Like having too many or what? No, no, no. Uh, of being um, the content of it is like equal to the main story like it's almost its own little mini story oh yeah and get, you know you get good gear alongside it but it feels like another extension of the game rather than just oh a fetch quest or uh, simple things they just tacked on there just to extend the game well uh for me 20 dollars is my magic price point that's what i'm waiting on and probably around black friday I'll probably get there and i so i guarantee you it's going to be on ea access before the end of the year so if you have that fair you enough know. yeah you're right uh, Mondo, uh, you think you're gonna get into this one? I know you did pass massive, or you played Dragon Age, so this uh, up your alley. Uh, yeah, I actually played the ten-hour uh, free demo from uh, EA Access. I was uh, really liking it, and uh, you know what? Uh, I think by that time, Injustice Two was coming out, so I'll make some time. Uh, <laughs> you know, usually um, I'm a uh, kind of like a stickler. I will probably not end up touching the game. But if James says it's good, then I like taking James's word and yours as well. So uh, I will check it out. Okay. Um, and what else? And uh, not guys? because we're friends, right? I <laughs> uh, see so you guys have been playing Titanfall here. Two. Yeah. Titanfall two. <laughs> two. Right. You gotta be specific. Yes. Two. Titanfall we want to specify it's two. Mother, you want to talk about this? Uh, it was a pretty cool, uh, you know, uh, it's called the Frontier Defense. It's uh, kind of like their version of uh, Gears of War Horde mode. where you're. Actually, uh, I think it's more of uh, Halo 
um, Warzone Firefight. It feels more like that than Gears. Okay, it's, I mean, to a certain point, I mean, you're still like kind of guarding a, a it's central still wa- area. It's know? still wave defense, but Gears is different in where you um, you have to uh, put turrets and stuff. It's, the Gears is more like Fortnite than I mean, technically you can. Uh, I was able to buy like a few turrets for uh, the Frontier right. defense. No, but I meant like Gears, that's its main mechanic. Oh, you have to you have to build and do all this stuff. And then Fortnite is an extension even more further of that. This one feels like uh Halo Warfight, where basically each wave is a specific amount of mission like a mission that you have to do. Uh like you'll say, uh, like hey, you gotta kill like eighty swarmers and then eight, eight nuclear uh they titans. Have this in Titanfall one though? Like kind I feel of, I, kind yeah. of this one's a little bit more advanced, it seems like. Eh, just a bit, but I felt like, eh, you know what? Uh, when I first tried it out, I was like, hey, cool. And then I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're we're trying to protect this, like, uh, you know, little tower here, uh, like in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, didn't I do this in part one? Because, <laughs> uh, but it wasn't like that. It was just kind of like more of a horde mode, basically. Uh, no objective to protect. You were just out there killing, uh, like you said, just random enemies. But I think this one, it's... Uh, you know, you got a purpose. Like, you got to keep this. Uh, yeah. What, from being ma- hit. what makes this one unique is that it has its own separate progression system for the for the Titans, and uh, you can level them up uh, mid game, and also after the matches, you can unlock new skills and perks for the Titans, specifically for this mode, though. So it's uh for people that don't like PvP, they can just jump on right onto this and just play strictly this just to level up uh, their character and their Titans. Yeah, and you right. unlocks too for your banners, and you know you can show off. Cool well, stuff. are you are you guys going to keep playing this? Are you enjoying it? That's yeah, fun. Am. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I don't do know. You if have I, time I, too? I do have it, but I don't know. I'll jump in. I tend to like story based stuff, but uh, we'll see. I'll give it a chance. All right. Well, let's get into some news, guys. Uh, there was a new Xbox dashboard uh preview or video that's been announced there's going to be a new update coming this fall uh but people that are in the early access program like james are starting to get this uh update already and basically yeah, it really okay. revamps this whole thing um and this is what i like about xbox so much is that they're constantly trying to improve it and i suppose the counter argument would be that it's broken and they're trying to fix it i don't know it depends on your point of view uh but i just like it that they're trying to do stuff and trying to make it faster and it really changes it makes it more customizable it seems interesting to me james you actually got your hands on it what do you think um as of this current build which is the very first one thrown out there um I'm, it's definitely not going to be the final one by the end i really don't like it oh. <laughs> not right not right now anyways in its current form i it's it's definitely faster in a when you where things load a lot quicker uh, menus come up quicker but I don't like how the main screen the home screen is set up everything's too big in my opinion um, they move they made the community page you know how the current one is where it's just like a feed like a Twitter like feed a Twitter feed yeah right I like that this new one is like the PlayStation Four style where it's just a bunch of boxes everywhere um, like uh, like a Pinterest board or something like that, right? Yeah, I don't like that. It's kind of it's too scattered for my eyes to track what's what. Um, yeah, it seems a little too much for me. And uh, while the new guide is cool, it goes a little bit more horizontal than vertical nowadays, uh, and it loads a lot quicker. I don't like where things are placed and that it requires an extra st- step to do certain things. I think they did that so things load quicker, but I feel like it's a uh, step backwards. For example, you know how in the current one, you press the home, you just go down into the friends and you see your friends list. This one, you 
you you press the guide, you highlight the friends thing, but you only see a specific amount of friends on there. Uh, I would say maybe ten. Uh, if you have more than ten, you gotta have to click on it, and then it opens up another panel that shows your friends. So it's like you're losing more information. And the biggest uh, step back to me is that you have less pins now that you can make. So I had a full set, like four rows worth, and then I lost a whole row. And now I have to restructure all of my pins. Um, and that kind of annoyed me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a lot of stuff on there. But, um, and, you know, I know what they're getting for. I hope, you know, I put a lot of feedback. I sent the, uh, the things on there to improve on things. I The stuff in terms of pinning, like you can cust- technically customize your main screen now. Like you can... It's not, I don't know, it's not, I don't, I think it's called pinning, but like, for example, I can pin Ugrit and Mondo in the main screen. So, like, when I go down, I'll see just exactly just you guys, what you're up to, or a specific club or a specific game, like right in the main home screen. So, you have direct access. Or I can move around where my pins are on the main home screen. It can be on the first thing that I scroll down instead of being on the bottom. That stuff is cool, but as of right now, I don't like how it looks and it's how it's structured. Everything's just way too big. Um, they cut out, half the screen where I can't see my background too much anymore. That was another thing. And, uh, I don't know. It's, I'm wait. I hope like, as the builds and the, and the feedback in progress, they, they improve it. But as of right now, I'm not a fan. And, um, the only positive feature that seems useful, uh, is that you can now transfer all in terms of your games. Like for example, if Mondo gets another hard drive that he wants to move every game before it used to be one by one process, you can like move every game all at once now. Ooh, yeah, that was a long process the other yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> so it's okay at the moment. It is faster. Uh, it's not that buggy from what I've seen. I've only found one bug is where I added a pin and I couldn't remove it. Um, and it hasn't affected my video apps as of yet. HBO runs fine. Netflix runs fine. Uh, sound is everything's good. But um, I'm just hoping that their final vision of it is a lot more cleaner and uh you know, much more improved in terms of the steps. I just hate that extra steps thing. Like in the notification, for example, notifications now are now in the settings tab and you still have to highlight the settings tab and click on notifications. Everything is like, feels like an extra, it's a step backwards. So I, you know, I hope a lot of people put this feedback and it improves down the line. You got to thank those darn Sony fanboys for complaining. Well, (laughs) speaking of which, Mondo, I think it's only fair that we talk about the PlayStation 4 firmware update uh, some early details were linked. I feel like we got to be balanced here. Sure. Uh, so basically, this is going to allow, if you have a PS4, you could stream with Twitch at 1080p and 60 frames per second. A pro. You need On a pro. pro models, yep. Um, and if when you hit the notification or the quick menu, you can now see notifications. Previously, you had to kind of go into a different menu. So it makes it a little bit faster. Uh, and then this one, they are copying Xbox in that when you want to follow someone's account, uh, like a friend or anyone that you see online, you can follow them. Previously, you couldn't do that to everybody. They had to be certain high-profile accounts. Right, verified accounts or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so they're adding that as well. And um, I think that's about it. So, well, you know, I guess these are good good changes too. So mm-hmm. it's just we, we haven't had more time to test it out well dirt it's or, or not available right and plus we'd have a ps4 pro to utilize it fair enough yep yep no do i think i want a ps4 pro sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> no hey I'm not, i don't have one <laughs> all right well next one up this one i got excited about initially which was you know guys i love limited edition consoles yes, and i love metroid 
And now Nintendo said they're going to come out with this 3DS, new 3DS, that was a Metroid 3DS limited edition console. And I got excited because I, I'm going to play this game. I, want, I fully plan on buying this game. And imagine my disappointment when it does not have a game. Now, I'm, I'm trying to think. I think Nintendo is the only ones that do this. And even still, they're inconsistent. Because about a Destiny limited edition console, it came with one and a really good edition of, of the game, too. You know, uh, There's been all types of Metal Gear edition console. They always come with the game. Did and your Legend of Zelda DDS yes, come with the game? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. But it was on digital. But I'd be fine with that. And this one didn't. They cheaped out. And I'm thinking of they did this on uh, Majora's Mask. The new 3DS did not come with the game. So this is Nintendo cheaping out. But did you guys get a look at this console? And, and what did you think? Is it I think look it looks cool? cool. I personally think it looks cool. If you're Especially if you're a Metroid fan. But I didn't mind the look of it at all. It's not the best of the of the limited ones i think but i thought um you know it's cool design it, it's it would have been better if it came with the game but it, it, like it's subtle that's what i like about it it's just like a kind of a yes. red and black with the polygons and then it has a cool little uh logo on there but the uh the thing is you would you have bought this no having already a 3ds if it did come with the metroid game Oh, this is question. a new 3DS. Yeah, good question. Because I have an old 3DS. I don't have a new 3DS. And I think that's what makes this release a little more puzzling is because they just finished releasing the 2DS that is supposed to be the newest version of the... And everyone says it's super nice and it removes the 3D functionality. Um, and I thought that was the way they're going to go with the future consoles. Uh, but they still have some life in 3D. Uh, Mondo, did you take a look at this one as well? Uh, it looks nice. Uh, you know, simple is sometimes the uh, best thing you can do on those uh, right. Because especially consoles. when they go over the top, it seems like yeah, a little just, too yeah. loud. <laughs> yeah, and it, like feels very toy like when they go crazy with the designs. Now, Mondo, which version do you have of 3ds? The, I guess you could say it's the newest one. With the so you have a new 3ds with a little nub. Yeah. Which. Okay. Does it even? I haven't even used it, so I don't know why. <laughs> it was only for a couple that. of games that took advantage of it. Only like a a handful. Yeah, um, like the 3D. <laughs> only a handful of games. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did they they stopped making 3D for those? I thought every game was 3D. Uh, well, every okay. game is 3D, but you have the option to turn it to. off or yeah, you don't need yeah, to. Yeah, you, you don't need to. So they have to design it in a way that you can play it without it. Yeah, and most of the time I'm always I always have it off because it was like straining my eyes and it just yeah. doesn't look good. Yeah, at this point uh, for me personally, if I were to get a new DS system, it would be the 2DS. Yeah, yeah. it looks cool, and then uh, I know they don't have a special edition yet, but you know it saves money, and I don't need the 3D, um, and it looks cooler. I like the clamshell design. Yeah, I I might do the same, which is you go for the non-3D one. It's supposed to be a lighter console and, you know, so, but we'll see. Um, all right, well, uh, this one is a Spotify is now on Xbox One. Uh, apparently, this was an exclusive on PS4. I don't really use Spotify on my console. I, I do know, I had a friend that when he would throw little um, house get-togethers, he would leave his Xbox on and stream music off of it. I particularly don't use my console like that. Now I have a little um, Amazon Echo. So that's what I prefer to use. Um, are you guys interested in this? 
Uh, yeah, I've been using it. It's been pretty awesome, actually, especially for games where you don't need to really pay attention to the story. Like, I'll play it uh, while, or like, I'll listen to a podcast or play music while I'm playing NBA 2K or anything that doesn't require too much uh, narrative. It's kind of a nice feature to have. Like, Forza, for example, I can play uh, music on the list. What's cool about this Spotify uh, is that you can control it on your phone. So when you open the Spotify app, you can actually cast uh, the Spotify on your phone and the music to the actual system. And then uh, you can go into any other games. You can either use the in-game guide and change the songs, or you can do it directly from uh, your phone, which is a nice little feature. And I would think it would be useful for you if, for example, if you want louder music because you're not going to like host people and play it just on your Amazon Echo. You still, you have that surround, you have that sound bar. Might as well use it. Just put in uh, a lot you know, music and let it come out of your sound bar. It's going to sound much better than your Echo. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but I don't like hosting parties. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mainly just use WrestleMania it for, parties and wrestling parties, not, right. not music. Listening but it, parties. you know, it's a cool feature to have. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Mondo, are you going to try this out or what? Uh, 50, 50. Um, okay. I'm a, I'm a stickler for just kind of listening to the uh, in-game soundtrack or the voices or something. I really got to be in tune with what I'm playing. Well, you used um, to stream stuff when you uh, when you were. I used to stream music when you were streaming, right? Yeah, that was to get an audience, but I guess that didn't work. Ah, uh. <laughs> I, I believe that audience was you when you're like, man, lower that thing down. What are you doing? <laughs> Right. Music with the kids no, but like you had some good songs on there, uh, but it got a little bit louder than the commentary. When you hear that commentary, Mondo, you got more viewers if uh, you started playing Despacito. <laughs> exactly. Just, just have that as your nonstop music in the background, and you'll get some. You get a crowd and, and, on that. And a Justin Bieber photo, like in the upper left hand side. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, so now we got a couple of quick stories here. Uh, the developer of Metroid 2 Fan Remake is now helping uh, development on Ori 2. You know, good for him. He got uh, a lot of uh, publicity because Nintendo told him to take his game down. But apparently it was a really good game, and uh, he's going to be helping out on development of Ori, which is a great platformer. So, wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, someone that's probably really in tune with the Metroidverse and how those those kind of games are. It's kind of nice, you know, gesture that they hired him and uh, utilizing his skills. I'm more excited for Ori 2 now. Uh, I feel a little upset. Like, if Nintendo told him to drop the game, at least, you know, kind of reward the guy and kind of get some feedback with him or just kind of like, hey, you love this game so much, you know, what can you tell us to improve on Metroid uh, as a game and as a whole? But it's just one of those things. It's like, I'm great he's doing well for himself. Uh, you know, he's on the development development team uh, for Ori 2, and I hope this guy, you know, can someday in the future, you know, either make his own version of a Metroid-style game, and then you can just stick it to Nintendo, like, hey, man, you know, like, you should value my feedback, too. <laughs> exactly, and in the past, there have been guys that have gotten hired to the games that they've done mod for, but, you know, Nintendo, is they do their own thing, and they, they keep their, you know... Yeah, it's really close and all that. So yeah. Plus, Ori is a great Metroid style game, anyways. So it's uh, it'll add on to it and make it better. Yeah. Um. And then this upcoming Shadow of War is gonna have loot boxes and multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This uh, loot boxes tends to be a, a trend because that's how an easy way for these developers to or, or the companies to make money. I'm not a fan of loot boxes. I know that uh, you know. Injustice has those. Uh, Overwatch has those. I don't like that. Just give me the gear. But, you know, it makes money. So what do you guys think? I mean, it's no different than a loot drop. 
it's all uh, chance. The only thing with this is that um, you have the ability to pay for it. Yeah. That's pretty much the only difference. Um, it's you know it's not a big deal. It doesn't affect anything other than if you want to make your game go by faster. I guess if you want to pay for the loot boxes, but it's a it's a cool addition. It's usually um, just a carrot on a stick that makes you keep you know wanting the loot boxes and the whole pleasure of opening one and seeing what's inside is always a fun thing. But it d- depends on how they balance it with the game, and uh, you know we'll see how that goes. It's interesting because it's primarily a single player game, but now that we hear that it has multiplayer, I can see it affecting that. Mondo, have you ever bought a loot box for Injustice? Uh, no, sir, I have not <laughs> yet. But I, I kind of, you know, I have the itch because I've done so for um, what is that, Halo Five? Mm-hmm. And I've uh, bought some card packs on NBA 2K. And I've done it for Destiny. They had their little Eververse. Those are cosmetic items, but I am guilty of that as well. I put yeah, twenty every, bucks every at least. Buying Ooh, <laughs> eighty dollars worth of Eververse stuff. Yeah, you heard me, Bungie. You heard me. <laughs> All right, and then for Honor, I don't play this game. But there's a free to play weekend. So if you like this, what, what type of game is this? <laughs> uh, it's like a Bushido Blade game, but it's a PvP online uh, online based. And what's cool about its current iteration, I guess uh, a lot of people were complaining that it's on a peer-to-peer server, so there's a lot of like issues of uh, you know questionable wins. And now they have announced that they fully moved on to dedicated servers, so it looks like they're trying to get it back on everyone's graces. And they're offering a free-to-play weekend. It's like, hey, try it out. If you like it, uh, buy it. It's on sale. Another thing that's uh, Ubisoft that uh, people might be interested in, it's also a free-to-play weekend, is Ghost, uh, uh, Ghosts Recon Wildlands. Uh, if anyone's interested in that, that is also free to play this Wasn't weekend. Wasn't that last week? I don't know. Good oh. question. I think it's both weeks. Last weekend this week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm going to pass mm-hmm. on um, both of those. Mondo, pass um, for you too? Yeah, because <laughs> what really got to me was like the questionable wins. It's great that they're going to fix that, but still, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm done with the For Honor. Okay. And last but not least is Battlefield 1 is now in EA Access. Uh, I already own Battlefield, so... But if it's a great game, and if you do happen to have EA Access, um, definitely check this game out. Um, the, the great campaign um, is short, and the multiplayer is obviously what it's known for as well. Yeah, what a great value for to have EA Access. $25 a year or whatever, you get a lot 30. of these great games. 30 Yeah, 30 bucks a year. I just got, got an email got <laughs> yesterday, field. like, hey, we're going to renew it for 30 bucks. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, please give us any feedback. We haven't gotten any feedback since our one piece of feedback from the beginning. Uh, but we never know. We might get lucky. And if you do want to send us and be the second person to give us feedback. It's, don't be uh, shy. Yeah, don't be shy. Send it at easyoperationsqa at gmail.com. Uh, or you don't have to give us feedback. Just give us a great review on iTunes or Google Play. Uh, but also, what I would suggest, if there's certain topics you want us to uh, shed some more light on, you know, we'll go ahead and do that. If you want us to talk about a certain game that you guys want us to talk about, like you have a specific game in mind, uh, let us know. We'll do our research and uh, we'll get the word out there for you. Absolutely. So we're taking requests as well. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, so see you next week and uh, good night, guys. Take it easy. Good night, guys. <laughs> <laughs>